to add in my voice. Uh, hi, I'm Karen. I'm Laura. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Uh, Lauren's already gone. I can't because you're, you're doing it on purpose, but a little, your voice no. is like Here's getting the thing. crazy. I, uh, I was doing it a little on purpose, but my voice is pretty shot, listeners, so get ready for a fun audio ride of this voice for this show. <laughs> How you doing, Lauren? I'm fi- fine, Karen. At the time of this recording, everything is fine. It's been um, what I have lovingly described as like the week Whoa. from hell. Sure. And um, I'm going to pull this microphone closer. So, Hello. Um, yeah, it's been really tough, you know, really tough week, but we're making things happen and music is happening. Sure. <laughs> I'm close. I'm opening and closing a show the weekend that we're recording this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I am, I'm tired. You get it. We yeah. also, that's what we lovingly call tech week, hell week in the theater. Yeah. And that's what it is. We've both had different versions of hell week. Sure. So. I'm very tired, I'm but Karen. my show is great. So I feel great about it. Lauren, what are we going to talk about today? Oh my God. So we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do each do a little mini deep dive, I believe. Right? Well, we discovered as we kind of continued, as we like look at shows and obviously as the like podcast has evolved a little bit, we kind of do deep dives, but we have, we each have one that is like not a full episode. Like yeah. it would be like a 15 minute or so we're going to combine them today because so, we want to talk about them. I'm I'm wrapping up my quest for Betsy Wolf Notice Us. Yeah. Um, not as successful as Carrie Butler Notice Us, oh, but okay. I still have hope that she'll come back around to it. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap that up, and then we're gonna revisit for you a show that you wanted to do a long time, like yeah. beginning of the pod. Yeah. But just like we said, it wasn't a full episode, so yeah. now we're gonna combine these and uh and learn you all about it. So yeah. uh, get ready. Yeah, so we call these like mini dives. Oh, we should call them like, like splashes or something like, instead of sure. a deep dive. Like we're doing a little splash. Sure, a little cannonball. Yeah, a cannonball. There you go. Great. Okay, so there's a cannonball. You want to go so, first? So two cannonballs today for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go first. So, uh, in my quest for Bessie Wolf, notice us. Um, we, uh, there's a she was in a show called Bullets Over Broadway, and it's it was it's an interesting one because like I said, it's it's a jukebox musical. It's written by Woody Allen. Who has it? That's got its own troubles that we're just we will not we're not gonna get into sure. today. But like, no, thank you. Yeah, it's a hard pass for me, dog. Um, and it's based on the Woody Allen and Douglas uh, McGrath nineteen ninety four film Bullets Over Broadway. So it's it's kind of interesting, but it's a, it is a jukebox, which I always forget, and it's all jazz and popular standards uh, between World War One and like nineteen four uh, nineteen thirty. Oh, fun! So um, it premiered on Broadway in twenty fourteen at the St. James and closed uh, August twenty fourth, twenty fourteen, after over a hundred performances. So not a long run, but no, not really. you know, like sometimes they don't always have shows. Don't always have like. You know, they can't all be a Phantom or a Cats or a Chicago. Like, sometimes they just open, they run, they kind of do their thing, and then they get out of there. So, Indeed they do. Yeah. Um, sure. Like I said, uh, there was one U.S. tour of it as well in 2015. And then this is a funny thing. Of course, we're using Wikipedia, but um, there is an entry of, like, the first high school production of this, which I <laughs> surely... Is like that high school like, like put that in there we because are so important. Well, it's like the first high school production was this, and then it's like a list of their staff, which I think is funny. Like, good for you, it's Santa Barbara High School. Shout out, congratulations, um, Santa Barbara High School. So you published. Yeah. Well, it's just it's it's honestly very <laughs> funny. But it was directed and choreographed by Susan Stroman. So like, and it had a good. It has a cast of people who are like 
very known and well known in the musical theater world. Uh, Marin Mazzi, uh, yeah. Zach Braff, what? who he was in it, which I think is interesting. Nick Cordero. Um, these are big names. These are big names, and then obviously Betsy Wolf was in there as well. Um, so it's and it's it, like I said, additional. They added some additional lyrics to make make songs work for them. Um, and like it ran, like I said, it ran for 156 performances, 33 previews. It toured for a hot second, um, and then you know it it kind of went there. It was they were looking. They started. Sorry, they started working on it in 2000. So the movie came out in 94. They started working on 2000, and it, Marvin Hamlish uh, was connected to it with Craig Carnelia. Oh, and so um, like and Woody Allen was writing the book. So. Honestly, again, two big names like big Marvin Hamlish is. If you don't know who he is, you need to look. You do know who he is. You just don't know that you. Know You've who heard he is. some stuff. Yep. Yeah, you know um, some things about Marvin Hamlish, whether you recognize the name or not. Yep. Um, he said uh, when it finally. So that was 2000. It didn't open until 2014. Um, Alan said that he resisted turning it into the film into a musical because he had no interest in a musical, which. It's a very Woody Allen thing so, to say, I think. Sure, very Woody Allen. Oh, um, wait, can we circle back to Marvin Hamlish for sure. a sec? Because I got a Marvin story sure. that I forgot about until this very second. So, pre-COVID, in 2019, I was in this musical at this theater. And uh, this theater is, like, it hosts a lot of tours and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they had all these, like, pictures of, like, famous people that had come through and, like, performed and done things, right? And there okay. was a picture of Marvin Hamlish on the wall. And Interesting. We were, yeah, yep. Yeah. And we were taking these pictures just of us as cast members, like, just living our best lives and, like, trying to commemorate our time. I knocked Marvin off the wall and broke the frame. Uh, <laughs> and so, yep. Sure, what a burn. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Marvin. And so then I, like, had some duct tape, and then we fixed it. And then my sure, friend you duct taped it back together. Yeah, I did, and I put sorry. it back on the wall. And no one sorry, noticed. Marv. Yeah, so and I literally said that I think six times. I was like, no one noticed. Marv. Sure, no, I don't think anyone noticed. Well, until they listened to this podcast and like it was her. Sure, where they're like, I always but notice tape. My friend who was in the show with me sent me a framed photo of Marvin Hamish from my classroom, like sure. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> sure, thanks, Erica. <laughs> well, here's the thing, folks. Marvin Hamish is like an Academy Award winning. Uh, composer yeah. he has done things for many me, like too honestly too long to list um here's the thing if you're like going the old broadway route he wrote a chorus line he did music for a chorus line mm-hmm. uh and he won both the tony and the pulitzer for that um he, he, like i said he's he's been in it for a minute well it's an important um, name in in the absolutely. industry so. um and like obviously just in theater but then also in movies he's like maybe mm-hmm. maybe better known for movies i don't know yeah maybe anyway okay so marvin hamlish this is a marvin hamlish podcast. i know we kind of did a little <laughs> detour we'll just do um, a little like background that's this is our next sure. thing backgrounds on composers and things sure and um so woody allen didn't want to do it but his sister letty aronson thought it could be done as a period musical and then alan got interested right. hamlish had played a few songs for alan but alan didn't think they were right for the musical his sister then proposed the idea of using songs from the 20s and it came to life susan stroman was then brought in as the creative team two years before opening so oh. it really kind of went through a couple things where like i said marvin hamlish was attached and then woody allen was like no thanks they landed on kind of doing standards which i always an interesting choice to me i here's the thing i do like standards though because yeah. they like they're, I mean, they're called standards for a reason, I suppose, but they're yep. fun, and um, yeah, I'm on board. So, uh, here we go. Um, this is the plot, and this is why this is a cannonball, because it's not, <laughs> it's just not a very fleshed out pot, plot, yeah. and there's not a ton of resources for it, because it didn't run that long, but 
Basically, in 1928, playwright David Shane is finally getting his first play, God of Our Fathers, produced on Broadway. Um, that is the Zach Braff rule. Okay. The producer, Julian Marks, uh, has enlisted the wealthy gangster Nick Valentini to pay for the show. Oh, sorry. Valenti. Valenti wants to have his dim-witted and untalented girlfriend, Olive Neal, star as one of the leads. I love when women are described oh, as dim-witted. It's like, very, it's like a tough, honestly, a tough time. What the fuck? Um, Valenti was played by Vincent Pastore, um, and Olive was Helen uh, Helene York. Okay. Um, Dim-witted and untalented. Continue. I know. What a tough time. <laughs> what a burn. Um, Valenti has assigned his strong-armed gangster, Cheech, to watch over Olive. What? Surprisingly, Cheech comes up with great ideas for improving the play. F is his name, Cheech. Like, I feel like that's dumb. Well, and we just, of course, like, Cheech and Chong. That's what I mean. Like, no, you can't use that name and not have anyone expect to, like, to not Cheech and Chong. Like, two older, two amazing comedians Yeah, Tommy Cheech is rolling sure. in with a joint, like, what exactly. was that? Remember my name? What? Um, young people, look up Cheech and Chong. Oh, hilarious They're stuff. great. Yeah. Um, Nick Cadero played Cheech. Um, what in the fuck? Okay, great. Sure. I love uh, Nick Cadero, but what are we doing there? Okay. Cheech comes Fine. up with a great... So basically, I'm so mad at the name of this guy. I can't get past it yet. I know. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, it's like great because it's one of those things where it's a, like play within a play. Ah. Um, however, aging diva Helen Sinclair, the real star of the show, romances the younger David, who oh already has a girlfriend, Ellen. Oh. So... Damn Helen it. Sinclair is played by Mary Mazzie. Okay. So she's romancing Zach Braff. Great. But Zach Braff is These already dating Betsy Wolf. Betsy Wolf is the, the Betsy current Wolf. girlfriend. Sure. Meanwhile, the leading man, Warner Purcell, has his eye on Olive. And I'm going to tell okay. you, that's where <laughs> that's the where description the, ends. It's over. You're like, that's it. Thank you sure. so much. So the conclusion of it all, I mean, it's one of those kind of classic, uh, you know, kind of classic stories of... I'm in love with you. You're in love with this. The hilarity, of course, is, you know, the the hilariousness is, of course, all the things. I don't know. In the movie, Olive gets murdered. Um, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> be honest. This is why we kind of did it. In which I sort of found other uh, like sources, but honestly, not really. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Um, sure. This is why I didn't do it. I cannot find how it ends. Um, we don't know how this story ends at all. That's it. We're just done. Just got his eye on somebody. Sure. I'm going to tell you. I, okay. So you can jump us back in here. So that's pretty much the show. Here's what I'm going to tell you. It's, um, this is, this. I'm now on MTI. David Shane is a straight arrow playwright who plans to stand firm against compromising his work, but quickly, quickly abandons that stance when his producer finds a backer to mount his show on Broadway. There's just oh. one catch. The backer is a mobster who sees Shane's play as a vehicle for his ditzy, talent-free girlfriend. Throw in an aging diva, a savant hitman, and a bevy of beautiful chorus girls, and this is one of Broadway. This is one Broadway show that is sure to knock them dead. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Uh, Bullets Over Broadway is a love letter to the golden age of Broadway filled with unforgettable songs that audiences remember and love. With a handful of over-the-top character roles and a high-stepping ensemble, this is a perfect choice for theaters looking for a big, splashy, and wildly entertaining production. Uh, Also, so there's songs Let's Misbehave, Taint Nobody's Business If I Do, There's a New Day Coming, so good music. Great music. Um, Sure, couldn't get back into that. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say... This is one of the reasons why I don't want to. I couldn't do this you as a full one because any, I'm like, yeah. I 
I don't know what happens. But the music is great. So it's, I feel like this this is a show that is like common for colleges and stuff, right? Like I, yeah, I feel like I think I, so too. every time I hear about it, it's like some college nearby is doing it. Um, so and I maybe a couple high schools. Sure. Like I said, it's a fun listen. Go listen to the soundtrack. It's a fun. It's a fun soundtrack. Um, mixed reviews. Some found it great. Some found it not great. Kind of the way it goes. Yeah. Um, also, the biggest uh, the biggest criticism was using existing songs instead of using a making a new score. Sure, if you have Marvin Hamlish on board, he can write some really beautiful things. Sure, sure, it's going to be Allen, good. Whatever. Well, it well, here's the thing. You know, I love a jukebox if yeah, it's done too. right, and so I'm not necessarily against using in place songs, but I I think you have to do it right. Yeah. You know, you look at shows. We've talked about this before. You look at a show like we talked about Xanadu. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fun ELO jukebox that, like, but they use the music sm- in a smart way. Yep. So you're never like, oh, this is just them singing a song. I'm sorry. I just can't sure, sound like a 13-year-old boy. I know. Listen, like, worse than a 13-year-old boy. I've been, I need, I, I need sleep. Sorry. I need sleep. Um, rest that voice, my dude. <laughs> sure. Vocal rest for me. Yeah, um, I'm so happy we're sure, doing this audio. A lot of, yeah, a lot of the, like, a lot of the, um reviews were just like the songs weren't integrated well and that's when you have a that's when a that's when a jukebox musical goes bad right is when you're like sure the songs are just like random they're just there and you're like well i guess they're singing a cool song i know but i don't get it and that's i think that's the problem that this that this kind of suffered from um it was nominated for a bunch of tonys uh but mostly in like uh well best featured actor nick uh, uh cordero choreography orchestration scenic design costume best book of a musical but to me they just did that because it was woody allen and they right wanted... yeah it's like when you got this name attached to it i, I mean I, I genuinely think that's a little bit it <clears throat> did win for outstanding costume design drama desk um and a couple of outer critic circle stuff uh for nick cordero Marin mazzi um again costumes so listen it the is... costumes were like banging i guess they were because the era that it's from like the 20s, Ugh. they did a really good job. So if you go look up, again, just use Google. Go fire up that Google machine. But it's... Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Sure. Uh, You're doing it on purpose now. I'm not. Uh, so uh, it's it's one of those things. But Betsy Wolf, this was one of... This is a little earlier in her career. And she, you know, plays a little bit smaller part. But it's one of those shows where it's a fun show. And, you know, again, sidestepping the potential troublesome times of woody allen that's a thing but uh it's a fun show and it was a fun thing for zach braff i think i think that might have it might have been his um broadway debut yo did you know nick codero died of covid yeah i did not know that. sure it was a big deal i've been meaning to go r.i.p but i didn't i felt that might be a little did not even i must have missed that one in all of the like all the news that happened in the last two years Um, oh my god sure early days bud i'm so sad about that yeah it was big um sure he was 41 yeah oh my god oh no lauren's finding out in real time i I, guys i'm so sorry like me in a minute i i'm so sorry I don't know. I must have just completely missed that day. Maybe it was a day where I was like, I can't be on the internet. It's too much. Sure. Because they had uh, a lot of days like that, early days. Sure. It was, it was a while ago. Oh, but, um, sure, it was like a, it was a thing. Um, sure, Broadway tw- Twitter blew up about it. So that oh, see, is I how don't I don't use Twitter that much. This um, is probably why I'm uninformed about some things. I sure. Like I only it. use Twitter for news. And that's just one of those things. This is so, the news, I guess. So, yeah. So, Boats Over Broadway, oh. like I said, this is a little cannonball because not a lot about it. 
um, it kind of works itself out. Like I said, it's it's one of those that I think, to your point, a lot of colleges do and stuff because it is like a big sort of splashy musical in that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's well, it's not one of my favorites. The music to it is okay, like because it's standards. I like the twenties. But, I mean, that's not my... It's The 20s is a very distinct sounding music as well. So, like, you if you like that kind of music, then the show is great. But if you don't like that kind of music, then it's kind of like, mm, not for me. You were mentioning that, like, the songs... One of the critiques of the show is that the songs weren't integrated that well. And, like, I feel like that's my critique of a lot of jukebox. Like, right, correct. Mama when Mia, they're bad. Really, really strong example of this, I feel like. Sure. Which maybe is on a deep dive sure. at some point in the future. Oh, my there's God. A lot polarizing. People love Mamma Mia. I know. I know it's polarizing. And I do think it's great. And the music is very fun. But I do think the pacing needs some work. Well, that one, I think, does a little bit better job of, like, at least people care. Well, that show maybe suffers from too much music. But. Yes. Uh, at least I think in that show, characters it makes sense what they're singing, mm-hmm. and I think when jukebox go jukebox musicals go wrong is when you're like, why are they singing the song? Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like this song does not fit what's happening. Well, I will say with Mamma Mia, I feel like some of it is a little stretchy, sure. but not a little shoehorned. Yeah, like a, not a ton. I would say that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. So anyway. all right, so that was Bullets Over Broadway. Okay, neat. Okay, I guess it's my turn now. Yep. We've never done this format before. I don't know what to do. So my my little cannonball is for a musical called Once Upon a One More Time. And it is the Britney Spears musical. Bum, 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 bum. I'm so excited about it. So I wanted to do this as a full episode, and then I realized there's like nothing about it. Sure, you're, anyway. it's, a, it's a similar thing of like, well, yeah. this information. Here it is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a jukebox musical, obviously, uh, and it's a comedy based on songs popularized by Britney Spears. Um, It's set in a fantasy storybook realm, and the plot follows numerous fairy tale characters transformed by a feminist feminist awakening. Um, I'm going to tell you, I I already don't hate this. Like, (laughs) I so here's the thing, like just a like a minor thing. Uh, Our age difference is such that. Britney Spears was blowing up when yeah. I was in high school and college. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. she is part of like my formative like party time. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you uh some of my best like college memories specifically um are like dancing to Britney Spears in like a gross basement, having the best time of our lives. Oh yeah. So I feel like in which you know, like, not we're, God, we're so far away from that. We're decades away from that. And she obviously is, like, maybe more well-known now for, like, freeing herself and, you like, things girl. like that. But, yeah. uh, free Brittany. She did it. Yay. Um But her, I'm going to tell you, her music is banging. It and is you banging. Can, you can say what you want to say about Britney Spears, but, like, her music is good. Yeah. And I, like, it, they're bangers after bangers we're after bangers. Unapologetically Britney Spears fans on this Well, podcast. and I'm going to, like, a little background, too. So, this was during the time of both the rise of the boy band and mm. the rise of the, like, hot teenage girl. Yes. And so she was embroiled in a battle with, not embroiled, like, I'm sure they're all friends, whatevs. But, Christina. maybe, Christina Aguilera, yeah. Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson. Oh, that's right. And Mandy Moore. Now, <gasps> yeah. Mandy Moore at the time, for those of you who know her now, is, like, a, a very good actress. Yeah. Had a music career early days and so she kind of came on and she was i think maybe a little more on the periphery of that like battle yeah but it was this interesting thing where britney spears was kind of like 
uh, like, try to, like, not girl next door, but kind of, like, a little bit. Yeah. Jessica Simpson was the good Christian girl because her dad was, like, a pastor and stuff, although I think we found out more about that later. Sure. And Christina was kind of the, like, the bad slutty girl. Yeah. whatever. So you had the Madonna, the whore, and then, like, kind of this, and then kind of Brittany, who was a little mix of both. They were kind of a little bit of both, I think. But those three, it was always kind of a thing because... Obviously, Christina Aguilera could sing. Like, she mm. had the vocal chops and, like, whatever. Yeah. Jessica Simpson, also a pretty good singer. Britney Spears was kind of dogged a little bit by potentially her vocal talents. But her team that was writing those songs, yep. and doing, she was doing the dances and all this stuff. Again, banger after banger after banger. And then in a perfect kind of pop music kind of way. Yeah. In which, guys... Pop music does not have to be sung by, like, professionals. No. That's kind of not the point of it a little bit. It's just fun. It's just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be pop. Well, and I think Britney's, like, strong suit is the dance aspect yes. of it. Like, I think where Christina is, like, such a good vocalist. vocalist. I agree. Um, she, Britney I agree. Her, her, Britney Spears brought more of an entertainment value, yes. I think. 100%. Uh, and that was why it was good. And like I said, uh, she has a very distinct vocal styling. Yep. Um, but pop music then I think was a little different than what we like know it now. And so, um, it was just bright and fun and like, let's go. Yeah. And now it feels, I don't know. I'm not a teen, so maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like more, a little more angsty and like. Sometimes. Yeah. Whatevs. Depending on what you're listening to. Yeah. Absolutely. I will say when Britney the driver's was like, license song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when Britney was like getting to be popular, I was like in grade sure yeah and let me tell you uh that was my like first introduction to pop music ever was like sure. britney and nsync and backstreet boys and i was like hell yeah and i thought i was so cool sure. also in a basement but not with alcohol just jamming away to britney in my basement sure, we were dancing different but it was different well <laughs> this is the time of like <clears throat> kind of the re- like not the return of pop music but where there were those girls and then the boy band rise Backstreet Boys, In Sync, ninety eight degrees. Oh yeah, like there were a LFO. couple of those. Yeah, there were a couple of that too. So it was this weird time of like, it was teen, excellent. like young teen, twenty year old kind of aged people as like being on the pop scene. But again, in kind of a different way than now. But anyway, so that's yeah. Britney Spears that's is an cool. icon, um, a billion number one hits, a billion number one albums, and there everybody like you couldn't get away from her. everyone was trying to do the dances. Like, that weird heart thing, like, the weird th- arm thing from Oops, I Did It Again. Oh, my like, gosh. I forgot about the arm um, thing. You know, she, she her first, um, no, not that's not from Oops, I Did It Again. But she's in a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. That's crazy, outfit. right? That's her. You me crazy? Sure. So, yeah. like, it's just. That's so good. It's just one of those things where, like I said, I, I can picture all the videos and, like, what she looked like in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Go do mm-hmm. a little, friends, go do your own little deep dive down Britney, uh, down on Britney Spears Road hit YouTube, watch all the old music videos. This is also when music videos were way more prevalent and, mm-hmm. like, getting their own thing. And, like, MTV even had a behind-the-scenes of, like, making the video. Oh, Where that's you could right. watch, like, how the yeah. music videos were made. So, like, guys, it's worth it. Go, Go take do that homework. Yeah, that's man. your homework thing. Absolutely. So, uh, here's here's some little back backstory on one, that's upon a one more time. Which I don't... Here's the thing. The title feels sure, that's real how, clumsy. I'm <laughs> That's a rough time, but well, I, like the I get it. I get it. They're I understand to, what it is. They're trying to merge uh, yeah. "Fairy Tale" and one of her songs. So okay, yeah. sure. So it was. Um, it ran in Chicago, like, or it was scheduled to premiere in Chicago in October of 2019. Oh. Um, was delayed until 2020, and it was supposed to run through. Like, it was supposed to a- open April 2020 oh. and run through May 17th. 
Um, and I actually had plans to go see it. Oh. Um, and this was like a thing. And then when it got canceled before COVID even hit, oh. um, we were like, I guess we'll see six instead. And then the whole trip got canceled. Cause, sure. You know. Well, this is the happened. sadness of like, I'm going to tell you in a way where right now Broadway loves is kind of in love with a little bit of some jukebox. Like uh, yeah. uh, Moulin Rouge, obviously still firing her away. Um, maybe we'll do a deep dive on that, friends. We I went and saw it. It was okay. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. In just yeah. a jukeboxy kind of way. That's one of well, those and like Moulin Rouge is one of those shows too that like well, I mean, it was a movie first right. and um, used mo- modern ish music, and yeah. then the Broadway production has incorporated more modern music, which I yeah. think is interesting because we don't see, like most uh, of the time jukebox stuff is like old. Sure, it's fun in that way, but I'm gonna tell you, it was simply too loud. The show oh. itself was too loud. Thank you. It was like that assessment. Well, it was like a rock <laughs> concert, but like in a Broadway theater. So it just was like I left. We left, and like my ears were ringing. Like I had been standing in front of a speaker at like a concert concert, cool. which is like fun, but also like I don't know. This is not that deep dive, but sure. um. Anyway. anyway, back to my canon. Yeah. Um. Here's a synopsis of. Oops. Nope. Sorry. Once upon a one more time. Sure. Again, clumsy title. Don't like it. I'm going to keep saying it because maybe I'll like it. Um, while gathered together at a reading group for fairy tale princesses. So it's a book club for princesses. Uh, cool. I think yeah, Cinderella no, yeah. <laughs> makes a desperate wish for a new story. A fairy godmother grants her wish, introducing the enchanted land to land to the feminine mystique, which is a book by Betty Freeman. Frieden. Sure, that's a real book. Which yeah, is a it fun, is. <laughs> yeah, which is like, a, okay. Yeah, I don't fun. know this book. Great. But yeah, it's fine. It was written in the 60s. Great. Um, so anyway, if you've read the book, let me know. Uh, the book emboldens the group and shows uh, the group includes Snow White, The Little Mermaid, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and The Princess and the Pea to gain new perspectives on themselves. As they realize waiting around to be rescued or kissed by a prince isn't the only road to happily ever after. And that's the entire synopsis. That's the synopsis. That's the whole thing. Well, because then I'm assuming it's a little... My assumption is then it's like probably a little vignette where they s- they're they singing the Britney songs. So I do have... There is a, a set list down here that we're going to talk about. Sure. Because I love it. Oh, sure. I love so, all, These are all great songs. These are so good. So opening act one. Baby one more time, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's a narrator. Sleeping Beauty sings this song as well. Snow White, Goldilocks. Sure, it looks like this is potentially everyone. Uh, Rapunzel, Belle, Little Mermaid, Little Red Riding Hood, Gretel, from of Hansel and Gretel fame, I sure. assume. And um, Princess. Princess. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, sure. Great. Generic. Generic princess. Um, so that's fun. And then a little ways down, um, Lucky is like the third song in the show, sung by all of those people. Um, followed by Work Bitch. Sure. Oh, great. Um, sung by Belinda, Bethany, Stepmother, and Cinderella. So I assume the Belinda and Bethany are maybe the Step-sisters, stepsisters, I think, yeah. You know? Sure. Um, and then I want to look at the, <laughs> the next song because it's Boys Slash Pretty Girls, and it's sung by Cinderella, Bethany, Belinda, and then the Princes. The princes. I just, the namings sure. of the Princes are so good. How do you say that first one? Prince? Ebulent. Ebulent. Great. Prince Erudite. Uh, Prince Suave, Prince Affable, Prince Brawny, and Prince Mischievous. Sure. A little <laughs> on the nose. Well, I in a way it. where Prince Charming. Yeah. Yep. 
That's just a little play. He's on all a that. character in here too. Sure, I saw they that. They sing sometimes down the line, or he sings circus, which I actually kind of want to watch that. I want to sure. have a dude sing circus. Well, here's what I'm gonna tell you in a fun way where, uh, boys is like maybe one of an underrated like B track, but yeah. it's great. It's and uh, these are all there are no bad songs. No. No, but I also, here's what I love about this, kind of like, not at all the same thing, but a little bit the same thing, where like, these dudes don't have real names, Yeah, kind of like uh, in in Ragtime, where like, the white people don't have character names, sure. you know what I mean? Like, kind of love it, um, I'm not upset about it. Um, going down, oops, I did it again, Prince Charming, Snow White, and Cinderella, I wonder if there's a love triangle there, I hope so. Sure. Um, from the Bottom of My Broken Heart by Snow White and Clumsy? Who is potentially a, a dwarf. One of the I'm assuming it's a dwarf. <laughs> it's gotta be one of the Sound Dwarfs. I don't know, man. Oh, I, ooh, okay. uh, uh, you know, Womanizer, Slave for okay. You, Scream and Shout, uh, Close Up, Act One is I Wanna Go, sung by the princesses. Just amazing. Um, opening of Act Two, <sighs> banger, man. You drive me crazy. Sure, it is a, a fantastic That's a way to opener. open yeah. the second act. Um, Cinderella, sing, sung by Cinderella and Prince Charming. Toxic by the stepmother and the narrator, which I just, like, I gotta know what's happening in that scene. I just need to know. Um, yeah, man. Sure. These, I'm gonna tell you, in a way where... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, sure. go back for a second. Sure. The word, the, look at Stronger. Yeah. Uh, original Fairy Godmother... Are there more than one in this play? Sure, like, I gotta know what. Well, that's in a about. way where this sounds—it sounds like a million people. It's a big cast. Looks like sure. And oh, the, my favorite thing about it is uh, the act two closer is till the world ends, and then it just says Megamix in parentheses, and I gotta know like sure, what Megamix, is up with that. Here's the thing: surely Megamix is just in the same way. You know, like Greece has one of those. Like, uh, the, some new Grease productions have what? a mega mix, and then uh, High School Musical has a mega mix where, literally, here's the thing, though. They make no sense. Yeah, no. So, no. High School Musical, the musical, not the show, has a mega mix at the end in which they just sing all the songs again. Fantastic. And I'm, and uh, the high, I was working with a high school who did it, and it was so baffling because you're like, why? No, but we. But you just sang all these songs. <laughs> like, I just, we've already done this. Yeah. And it, so it kind of makes no, it's like a medley, but no. it's like. Well, that's what Mamma Mia, the Bowser. Why? Like, yeah. Well, but they're Mega Mix, no. it, just including Waterloo, which I think couldn't be included anywhere in the show. Sure. So I'm going to tell you. Waterloo. That's a no for me, dog. Like, I don't need a, we just watched your show. I don't. Yeah. It's, you're not like, oh, wait, yeah. they sang that song. They you're like, sure, they just finished it. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's. <laughs> I just, I want to see this show so damn bad. Um, I don't, I don't think it's going on anywhere, and I'm just so disappointed in it. Sure. Uh, <sighs> the fun thing Wikipedia tells us is that Sony Pictures acquired rights to this, Hell yeah. in which they're going to make it into a movie. I'm in. Uh, here's the thing. This reminds me, though. Like, I am also like, I love the Britney Spears angle. I, mm-hmm. I think that's really fun. But interestingly, the plot reminds me a lot of a show called Disenchanted. Yes, where yes, it it's does. a similar thing. No men in that show, though I don't think. But it's right. a similar musical, original music, where the princesses mm-hmm. are kind of woke in that way and are like, "We're taking it back." So, an interesting plot That's sense. Point, yeah. I, it sounds very much like that, although different because there's princes and godmothers. And and, like, like it's it's expanded in a different way, but yeah. a similar kind of through line of like, "We're not going to take it anymore," and we're we're this. But that's a good point. Uh, well, yeah. I will say, like, I feel like we've seen a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that like to do, like, take the princess thing yeah. or take fairy yeah. tales and, like, which I love. Them, which I, I honestly think that's great. Um, 
you know, we've seen it a few times. I actually, um, my first couple years as a teacher directed yeah. this musical, not even musical, it's a straight play. And I don't remember even what it's called. Oh, it's called Chasing Charming, where uh, all these princesses get together and rescue a prince who has been captured by a, a witch. Nice. And it's very cute. So, you know, similar kind of vein. I like it. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, di- so this, man, I'm like sad it didn't run. I know. I really see. want it to run. That's all I want. I want to see it. I want to be in it. I like that Justin Guarini was in it from the old... Listen, if you Justin Guarini was in, he was one of the first contestants on American Idol, Kelly Clarkson oh, season. Oh, get he out came, of here with he the hair! In, yeah, he came in second. Stop it! Uh, notable of from Justin to Kelly movie fame. I was just gonna say they had that weird movie. I yeah, but here's the thing: he can sing. Yes, he can. And he's like, you know, man, he had to get out. Of, he had to get away from that. And obviously, oh, I don't man. think he's had the prolific career that Kelly Clarkson has had. But uh, same season, American Idol, and he came. I'm almost positive he came in second. Yeah, I think he did. That sounds correct to me. Wow. That's, sure. that's so, hilarious. Man, man, I am sure I'm trying to see if my uh, uh if I can find There's nothing. Way. This Wikipedia page is so short. Like, that's sure, it. Yours was shorter than mine. Yeah. That's I mean, that's all there is to it. I will say there is um some choreographer was like a big deal that was supposed to be working on this like choreography team. Sure. Um that was working on the choreography for this musical and they had um done stuff for like justin bieber and bts and billy eilish and sure. things like that so apparently the dance was going to be dope sure i don't know uh that sounds pretty great um in an interview on the podcast turning coal into diamonds um <laughs> actor Ooh. kevin trini Tri- trinio Perdi- perdido i don't know confirmed that the production was slated for broadway in 2022 uh, Ooh, okay. But question mark there. Also, I don't know who that dude is. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but we're do going. we write that off as a trip, a business expense <laughs> in 2022? And it's we go research. Yes, sure. Uh, this year, sometime. Sure. This is 2022 now. Uh, oh. oh my god, great. Okay, well, I want to see it so bad. No, here's the thing. Um, I want to know all, everything. If about. you look at that track list. Yes, it's so all good. good songs. Like it, tr- like I remember the Lucky Music video. Oh my god! And, yes, like the <laughs> just the red outfit, oh, which sure. is not Lucky, but a different. No, that was um, really that I think might have been that was. Maybe, oops, maybe? I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Uh, no, that's the one with the the Lucky is the one with the astronaut and uh-huh. like <laughs> like no, that's oops, I did it again. Oh my god, there's so many good. Lucky uh, was she's like like wearing she, all yes, feathers. yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so big and she's just like sitting looking in the mirror being sad that's what it is I love um it. no listen all good songs so good. it makes me like potentially today when we are done i will pop that on and like clean my house just here's yeah sure uh you can listen to the soundtrack because it already exists you guys get out there and get listen to Brittany. Um, oh my god so good sure this was so this was a little cannonball little, two little cannonballs into the into the deep end of the pool um no yeah, don't I, do listen. a cannonball in the shallow end it's not safe okay, listen these PSA. are these are kind of fun things where i hope i yours i hope super gets gets done and i need to know if you ever see broadway like bullets over broadway at a college you see that happening go see it they're both great um betsy wolf knows us. britney spears, britney spears us, i guess us. yeah we'll, we'll give that a she's shot too. got bigger things to worry about but if I she think, wants well, to talk listen, to us she's on, living britney. her best life so she uh is. She I think really that is it. And here's the thing. We we didn't do ratings because these are so little. So I guess we'll say um, on a scale of everyone sitting next to the pool got wet uh, <laughs> and no. just a little splash over the edge of the pool. 
I would say Bullets Over Broadway for me is just like a little splash over the side of the pool. Like it's a good show. I don't know if it's anything to write home about, but it's mm. a good show. I'm gonna give Brittany everyone on the side of the pool soaking wet. Oh hell yeah! Like every the whole all the water in the pool is out on the side. out of yeah, the it's out pool of the pool. Great. And we're like this cannonball is huge. Um. Yeah, I would like to see this show. I want to see it. So I mean, I was supposed to. I want yeah. to see it so damn bad. Well, that's maybe the biggest burn to you oh, is that I you know. were so you were you were going. I was ready. You were ready. I had plans. I had train tickets. Sure, it was like a whole. Thing. You were going. I was really um, disappointed. All right. Well, I think we did it. Uh, I'm gonna say exit stage left, pursued by oh, re- a woman in a red cat suit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>